1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your phone call is welcome at
2: 869-1330. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
1: <laughs> I'm a flag-waving patriotic. Nephew of my Uncle Sam, a rough riding, Yankee man. I love Mom Welcome back to the John Whitmer I Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group land. of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And if you ever miss an episode, just visit KNSSradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and Truth Social pages and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. So on Friday, Kansas Attorney General and Republican nominee for Governor Derek Schmidt called on the Kansas legislature to send the Parents Bill of Rights to his desk for signature in the first 100 days after he is sworn in as governor in January The bill Governor Kelly vetoed and that Schmidt will sign states that parents have the right to direct the education, upbringing, care, and mental health of their child and enumerates rights reserved in state law for parents with respect to their child. It's amazing. What a novel concept. Gee, I wonder why Laura Kelly vetoed it. Joining us now to tell us why he's dedicated to making this a priority in his first 100 days as Attorney General Derek Schmidt. General, thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, nice to, It's only been a few hours since we were hanging out in Olathe. Nice to talk with you again, General.
2: Well, it's great to be with you, John, and thanks for having me on tonight.
1: Well, and thank you for inviting me to be a part of your event up there with Governor DeSantis. What a crowd we had today. Was that not just the most energized, fired-up crowd that we had up there today?
2: It was. I tell you what, we had, what, a thousand people or so, and they were, as you say, energized and fired up. Look, these are folks that love our country, and they love our state, and they know we can do so much better. This is why we're going to win in November, John. It's because these are real Kansans and real Americans who are going to show up and vote for change.
1: Well, and kudos to you. You had you had a, a thousand only because the room was at capacity and the fire marshal was turning people away. Had I mean, there were people lined up for hours outside if we could have gotten more had had they allowed us
2: yeah very true if uh, the venue had allowed for more we would have had more there were a lot of folks wanted to come out and be part of this uh, event this discussion they Look, folks are inspired by the idea that uh, there there is American greatness that we can carry on for another generation. And that's the message that so many Republican leaders are carrying now. Certainly, Governor DeSantis believes that uh, he's inspiring talking about that. Certainly, I believe it as well. So uh, it just gives me great hope for the future of our state and country.
1: And, you know, one of the things and you mentioned it in your remarks and, and Governor DeSantis did as well. And I, and I think it's one of the clips that I'm going to play here in the next segment but in April, you know, Laura Kelly vetoed the parents' Bill of Rights, and I think she's now down as having vetoed the most bills of any governor in history. But she called it, quote, the worst thing we can possibly be doing. And as I read that, that synopsis of the bill, and I got that synopsis from the Wichita Eagles, so that's certainly not a Republican talking point. Um, you know, direct the education, upbringing, care, and mental health of their child. Wow. And she thinks giving parents the right to do that is something that is possi- the worst thing we could be doing. I don't understand how she could think that giving parents the right to direct the education of their child is the worst thing you could be doing.
2: I just didn't understand uh, when the governor vetoed the bill, John. I didn't understand her choice of words in, in, in that criticism of it. And I just, you know, I just think she's wrong on that. Look, at the end of the day... But one of the things that's come out of the COVID pandemic, uh, with all of the school lockdowns and kids sitting at home on the sofa for days, weeks, months on end with a laptop and their parents sitting by them and looking over their shoulders and uh, learning more about what and how they're being taught, one of the things that's come out of that is that there is a moment here. And in this moment, there are more parents than there were before who are ready and willing and wanting to be engaged in their children's education. And I think that's a very, very good thing. It's the way it ought to be. And the best outcome is where you have engaged parents and good teachers and they work together uh, in order to help that child maximize his or her God-given potential. So we need to be encouraging that right now. The governor's decision to call it the force things you can imagine is just it's just outside of my comprehension. Look, we need to have fundamental rights written into law that make very clear that there are certain roles parents are entitled to play in the education and the upbringing of their kids. Uh, it shouldn't be controversial. It's just Kansas common sense.
1: Yeah. And and I just don't understand uh, you made. And I think this was one of the biggest applause lines that you got today from that capacity crowd is when you pointed out that parents have, you know, rights to greater transparency, and and this the fact that she vetoed this, and for example, the uh, protection for women and girls sports, really shows that Laura Kelly is owned by the teachers unions and the folks that bankroll her campaigns because these are such common sense bills that that have over uh, majority support statewide, and yet she was compelled to veto them. It it shows who's really paying her.
2: That's right. It shows who's pulling the strings there, John. And look, the governor spent a lot of -of out-of-state money running these television ads that say that she is middle of the road. And the truth of the matter is, it's just not true. I mean, things like vetoing a common sense parents' bill of rights, vetoing common sense uh, fairness in women's sports legislation that would have said that she hadn't vetoed it, that biological males have no business uh, playing in competitive sports against uh, women and daughters, uh, look, the, the, this is not middle of the road. It's nowhere close. It's way off in the left ditch somewhere. And I think that uh, most Kansans understand that uh, all this election year hype on Governor Kelly's part, it's just that. It's not a reflection of reality, and it's not uh, its not where Kansas wants to be for the next four years.
1: No, you're, you're absolutely right. We're, we're talking with Attorney General Derek Schmidt. General, one of the things that you shared today, I hadn't heard some of the numbers but you actually shared some employment numbers and some economy, some economics on, on this where the state is and some of those job performance and metrics. I was kind of surprised at how dismal because if Laura Kelly, if you listen to her, she just it, it's all, you know, sunflowers and roses. But it really the, the numbers just don't add up to what her rhetoric is.
2: No, that's very true. John, I've spent months now, as you know, all over this state listening to Kansans. And I'm telling you, everywhere I go, people of all different stripes, uh, middle class families, poorer families, uh, uh, people are really feeling the pain right now of Joe Biden's inflation, higher food costs, higher gasoline costs, higher energy costs, just trying to make ends meet. People who in previous times, call it ordinary times, Uh, They they would never have worried about that. And yet today they're wondering how they're going to make ends meet. Kansans understand by and large that this rosy picture that Governor Kelly has painted uh, about her administration and this economy. It just doesn't reflect reality. And here are a couple of examples of that. There are 21,000 fewer Kansans employed in this state today than there were the day Laura Kelly took office. 21,000 fewer people working. Now it's true as she keeps highlighting that the unemployment rate is very low. But the reason the rate is low is not that there are lots more people working. To the contrary, it's that so many people have stopped trying yeah, to
1: work. they gave up, they've
2: left the workforce, they gave up. that's exactly right. Uh, you know Kansas ranks right close to the bottom among all the states in terms of recovering jobs that were destroyed by Governor Kelly's lockdowns in three short months back in the spring of 2020. In March, April, and May of 2020, uh, the governor's lockdowns destroyed 157,000 jobs. As of today, we've only recovered about 81, maybe 82% of those. That puts us near the bottom of the list among the states on the rate of recovering those COVID destroyed jobs. The nation as a whole has now recovered more than 100 percent. There are on the whole in the United States more jobs today than there were before the lockdowns. That is not true in Kansas. We've had an anemic recovery and it's due in large part uh, to the poor public policy of this administration. So Look, Kansans get it. They know that real wages, for example, have declined in all but one of the last, I believe it's now 14 months. That is to say, even if you're making a little bit more in your paycheck, the cost of everything from groceries to gas to energy has gone up even more than what your increase is. So you're actually falling behind. These are rough times for so many Kansans. And here's the kicker, John. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, when you're talking about the affordability of daily life for working families all over the state, of course, inflation is important. But at the end of the day, all that really matters to them is, can I make ends meet? And so you've got the inflation issue that's eating away at their at their family's budget. But then you also have the cost of government issue that is similarly eating away at their family's budget. In the last four years, the state of Kansas, under Laura Kelly's leadership, has increased all funds total state spending by six billion dollars year over year. We are spending $6 billion more next year than we spent the first year she was in office. And even if you only count the subset of that, the little portion of that, that is funded by our tax dollars in Kansas, as opposed to federal money passing through and all that kind of stuff, it's still up $1.8 billion, a 25% increase. Yet over the same time, our population is flat, actually declined a little bit last year, and you've got those 21,000 fewer people working. You cannot continue to spend at this accelerated rate, have a flat population to draw from to pay for it, and have fewer people working to pay into the system, and not have serious, serious problems down the road. The challenge right now, now is that this problem the governor's created this overspending problem is masked by all the federal money that's flowing in but that money will eventually stop and when it does it will be kansas families stuck paying those bills joe biden's inflation now laura kelly's big government tax later Kansas is in a difficult spot and folks understand it in their families' budgets.
1: Yeah, that was the number that when you shared today, I think the, the crowd even actually responded to that. It's I was shocked at that $6 billion figure that she had actually increased overall spending by $6 billion. And, you know, she touts, all of the the accomplishments of well, of course, when you're spending six billion dollars, when you've got a thirty five and a half percent increase in spending, no wonder everything's rosy at the government level because you're just spending money left and right like a drunken sailor. But eventually, that bill's going to come due, and and I just it, it's it's just ludicrous to see that kind of spending when, especially when you consider the fact that we're not growing. Right.
2: That's exactly right, John. That is 100% correct. Look, you can spend fast if you're growing fast, but if you're growing slow, you've got to spend slow, or else you create a gap that eventually catches up with you, and, and, and that's when real, real problems occur. And that's the path this governor has put us on. Uh, it, it, it's unfortunate, in a sense, that it's all hit right now by all these Biden bucks right. going in, right? because uh, folks don't feel the pain, but they will. And that it's just tragic for so many Kansas
1: families. Well, and Derek, didn't I hear that in her second term, she has recommended increasing income taxes by on anyone who is earning more than $50,000 a year? I saw that recently, and I was shocked that she's already floated that.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right, John. Uh, the governor appointed a tax commission during her first year. In right, office. I remember that. It's made a number of recommendations. And one of its recommendations is to create a new higher income tax bracket for anybody making $50,000 a year or more in Kansas. So, you know, they do have a plan on how they intend to pay for all this spending that they've undertaken. They just haven't really highlighted that plan for anybody. You've got to dig around to find it, but it's there. Amazing how that uh, works. Price tag is up. Uh, taxes are going to follow it.
1: I know, uh, I know we've got to let you run. You've had a busy day, obviously. You're going to be in town Tuesday night, and we've highlighted the the fundraiser that you've got out at uh, Libba and Wink Hartman's home. Uh, unfortunately, Christy Nome who was going to be the headliner, she's had back surgery, right? So she's not going to be there, but we're still going to have a great event, correct?
2: That's exactly right. Yes, I'm very grateful to uh, Wink and Libba for hosting us at their home. I'm very grateful for that support. And, yes, we were so excited to have Governor Noem from South Dakota come down. She was a champion for liberty during the lockdowns and certainly understands the importance of limited government. But, unfortunately, she's had this health issue, some back surgery that came up, and she's not allowed to travel right now. So uh, it'll just be us, but uh, we're going to have a great time with our friends and supporters in Wichita and and, uh, do the things we need to do to go win this race.
1: Well, and I've talked to Wink. If you haven't been out to his house, I know you've been out. But if folks haven't, it's a beautiful home. He's also going to have a heck of a spread of – food and cocktails and i think we're gonna have a blast anyway and from what i've heard i don't think anybody's canceling their plans so it should be a blast and uh, we'll see you tuesday night if folks are interested if they want to get involved we need to get involved this is not a race that we can afford to sit back on they can find information on the campaign they can volunteer they can donate at schmidtforkansas.com, correct
2: that's it john absolutely And I would welcome and be grateful for all of the support. We need all of our friends on board. We need Republicans pulling together. We've got to go win this race. And the way we do that is to hang together, move forward together, and get the job done.
1: Amen, brother. I appreciate you. And, of course, I'll see you Tuesday night.
2: Thanks, John. Take care.
1: Thanks, Derek. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll bring you highlights from today's Turning Point Action Unite and Win rally featuring Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. I need to get me some more coffee. We'll be back right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.